We're going to be looking for just a few moments together before we receive communion together. I just want you to uh, either listen to these words out of John chapter 1, or if you'd like to uh, turn with me either in your Bible or on uh, your uh, phone or a tablet or whatever you'd like to read these words uh, together with me. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. We're going to be talking tonight for a few moments about Jesus being the true light of the world. Jesus, the true light of the world. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him... Nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. John came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came as only a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, To those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father full of grace and truth. John testifies concerning him. He cries out saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. From the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only who is at the Father's side, has made him known. When I was growing up in my family, I don't remember going to a Christmas Eve service at a church on Christmas Eve. Uh, we, my parents were we're very uh, into going to church. I mean, we went to church all the time. Uh, so it wasn't that our church um, offered a Christmas Eve service and we just boycotted it or something like that. No, it wasn't that. And we just, uh, for some reasons, the pastors or the congregation decided not to have Christmas Eve services. So it gave us the opportunity as a family to go to my grandmother's house on my mother's side every year for Christmas Eve. And we went there. I, I have so many great memories of um, uh, being at my grandmother's house on Christmas Eve. I remember listening to the Chickmunks on a record player. Uh, 
and we would play that and, and listen to Alvin, Alvin uh, on the record. Uh, that was such great memories. Listening to All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth uh, on a record at my grandmother's house. Some such great memories. Uh, I don't think there was anybody, uh, at least in my opinion, I don't think there's anybody that can make homemade noodles like my grandmother made. Uh, I mean, they were just to die for. We, we would just, um, uh, you know, we would have uh, dinner together. Uh, we would have so much food, but everybody wanted my grandmother's homemade noodles on Christmas Eve. Uh, we would uh, pray together as a family. We would uh, eat together. We'd sing the doxology together. So we were things that we would do that were uh, traditional things, uh, sort of like we would do in a Christmas Eve service as a family uh, because we loved Jesus and we loved to gather together. And my grandmother loved the Lord and she loved people. She loved her family and she loved to be uh, that light in her family that would give gifts. Um, just a uh, gifts that you, you never knew what you were going to get from my grandmother. Um, it was always you know, usually a, a box of uh, several different items in the, in the box. Sometimes it would be brand new items, like maybe a pair of pajamas. Uh, maybe it would be a, a small toy or something like that. Uh, but she would always include something that was very... Um, and now at, at this age, um, the age I am now, uh, they are very valuable items that I still have. But back then they were, I'm sure, valuable to my grandmother, but she would give them away to her grandchildren or her own children. Uh, I remember receiving from her uh, a baseball that my grandfather had caught at Tiger Stadium. Uh, that was in my box one year. Uh, one year I received uh, a little jar, probably about this size, of, of coins that uh, my grandparents had collected. So some of those are, are um, I'm sure, quite valuable uh, and uh, I still have that jar. Now, if you break into our house, I'm not going to tell you where, they, where it is, but no, uh, I have no idea. They, um, uh, they're not that valuable, okay? <laughs> it's not worth it. Uh, but, uh, but they, I mean, they're, they're just some, some great gifts that, we, that um, my grandmother gave us. And it just would light up uh, her living room with not only Christmas lights, but those gifts that she gave. Uh, and we, we were able to enjoy uh, such a great time together as a family year after year um, until my grandmother passed away several years ago. Such great memories that I had. I remember going home just about every year from my grandmother's house because she lived uh, over in uh, Manistee County up in northern Michigan. So it seemed like every year uh, it was uh, about 80 degrees. So we'd be our no. Just kidding. It was about uh, probably 20 degrees. I mean, it was coming down with snow. Uh, and we, uh, when we would go home at about probably 8, 9 o'clock in the evening, uh, the snow was coming down so hard that all we could see when my dad was driving in the car, we could just see the lights out in front of the car uh, lighting up the path in front of us. Uh, and I would just have to trust my dad that he would get us home because the snow would be falling sometimes so heavy from that lake effect snow uh, coming off of Lake Michigan up in uh, Manistee County. Such great memories that I have of my, at my grandmother's house and also uh, traveling home knowing that 
our own living room the next day on Christmas Day would be lit up with lights and gifts and presents and, and just a great atmosphere of my parents giving us some uh, wonderful gifts as well. In John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus said this about the light. He said, I am the light of the world. That's what Jesus said. He was talking about himself. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. That is so encouraging tonight to hear those words. That if we follow Jesus, he is our light. He said, I am the light of the world. I will light up your path. I will light it up around you so that you will never walk in darkness if you follow me. Now, it doesn't mean that uh, things might not, um, uh, it doesn't mean that it, it never will look dark to us or that we will, you know, we, we probably will have some what we would call dark days in life. And some, sometimes we receive news that we don't want to receive or things happen in life that we just didn't expect. And Jesus wasn't saying that uh, about that about those things, but he said that he would provide the light of life, his light, no matter what we face in this world, whether it was a, a good experience or not when it came to our experiences of life, that he would be the light of the world around us. Have you ever been inside a cave before? Uh, I believe it was the Mammoth Cave when I was growing up that my parents took us to. It was a, a large cave somewhere down south, so I'm just going to say it was the Mammoth Cave. Uh, but it was large enough to, to have a tour guide that took us through um, into these uh, tunnels and into the, the cave. And uh, the tour guide, I remember, had some kind of a light, a flashlight or lantern or something that was lighting up the path. There was, um, uh, when we first went in, I remember uh, that there was some lighting on the walls a little bit. Um, so, but she led us, uh, or he led us into uh, this cave. And it was, um, it was lit up enough where we could see. And I remember uh, the tour guide stopped us after we got so far into the cave. And then she talked about how it being, was so dark in, uh, in this cave. And, of course, we didn't experience it quite yet. But then the lights went out. And I remember that it was pitch dark in that cave. I mean, you could not, uh, it was almost like you didn't want to breathe because it was so dark. There was no light at all. In the Bible, if you were to stop reading in the, at the end of Malachi, before you would go to Matthew, there was a period of time when it was very dark. It was almost like it was pitch dark in, in history, in, wor- in the world. And historians tell us that it was about 400 years of silence. 400 years where there wasn't the, the prophecies and the, uh, uh, 
the excitement of Jesus coming because it got to be that, that time where, you know, there, there was a lot of prophecies before that, a lot of uh, uh, prophets that were saying there's going to be a Messiah, there's going to be the one that's going to come, that this light that's going to come to light up this dark world. But then there was this period that was very dark. It was very, uh, it was almost like being in this cave uh, of blackness where, Boy, we had to go 400 years of that in, this, in the history in this earth. But, but, then Jesus was born. The light of the world came. John the Baptist, it tells us in John chapter 1, that John the Baptist came before Jesus and started telling people that the, the one was going to come. It wasn't him uh, that was the one, capital O, one. But it, there was another one that was coming. He told us that. It wasn't him, but it was Jesus, the light of the world. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And all of a sudden, the blackness, the darkness, that long waiting time, that 400 years came to a halt And it became light. The angels came to the shepherds. The lights came in the darkness that night and told the shepherds, go see the one. See the one that was born. He is in a stable. He's in a manger where they laid him. The light came in the darkness. And from the fullness of his grace, because he was the light of the world and is the light of the world, we can receive one blessing after another. The light of the world is full of grace and truth. One blessing after another. As long as we're following the light, as long as we're keeping our eyes on the light, our eyes on Jesus, He lights our path. We will see the direction to go that Jesus wants us to go. And he will give us the grace and the truth that only comes through Jesus Christ that we all need. Are you thankful this evening that Jesus gives us grace and truth? Grace and truth. That is why he came as I prayed, as we started the service tonight, I prayed that and thanked the Lord for coming to this earth. He didn't stay in that manger. He grew to be a boy and a teenager. He grew up and as a man at the age of 33 years old, he knew he was going to go to the cross and that's what he did for us. And he died a cruel death on the cross for you and for me so that we could truly and wonderfully experience the grace and the truth of Jesus Christ, the light, the true light of the world. And tonight we want to celebrate together the fact that Jesus came to this earth to die for us, to die for our sins, for your sins, for my sins, 
the sins of the whole world were placed upon Him on that cross. I'm thankful that Jesus decided to do that for you and for me. But I'm also thankful tonight that Jesus didn't stay in a grave. And when he came off the cross and they put him in the grave, the Bible says that he didn't stay there very long, but he came back to life. And he came back to life. He was victorious over death for us, that we could experience eternal life through the forgiveness that Jesus gives us. In 1 John chapter 1, it says this. And John also wrote these words. He said, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. And if we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin or all unrighteousness. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, however, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. That is possible because of the cross and the resurrection. Because Jesus is the true light of the world. Are you following the light? Are you following Jesus, the true light of the world? If you haven't been, you can. (laughs) Today can be your day of salvation. Tonight can be the time where Jesus fills you with himself, fills you with the light of life that you need in your life. Just like John said, if, and if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just, he'll forgive us our sins and he'll cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He'll wash us pure of that sin in our life and he will make us as white as snow. I just invite you tonight to just bow your heads and close your eyes right there where you're sitting with me. And I just want to pray together. I don't want this opportunity to go by without giving you the chance. If something in your heart, if, some, if God has in some way convicted you of your sin or if has spoken to you somehow through his still small voice that you need him to be your savior, the light of the world tonight. I want to give you that opportunity because you may not ever have it again. We don't know how long Jesus will take before the Father sends him back to this earth again. And just like we sang together, we want to be ready for that day. And so as your heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I just invite you tonight, if, you've, if you haven't prayed this prayer before or if you want to pray it again to recommit your life to Jesus, to following him, the light of the world, I just invite you to pray these words with me. Dear Jesus, 
I confess my sin to you. And I ask you, Lord, to forgive me of my sin and to cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I believe that you died on a cross for my sins. I believe that you rose again and claimed victory over death. And I invite you, Jesus, to come into my life, to be Lord of my life and my Savior. Help me, Jesus, to walk in the light, to follow your path, and to follow your light. Thank you for being the light of the world. In Jesus' name, amen.